Hello world, this is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you happen to be as you're listening to this. And happy Monday from here. Back in the studio after a week away for seminary, which was my required week for this semester's doctoral course. But because I need to get up and because we're now officially beyond the holiday season, we're going to spend the next couple days just a little heavier on the reading and doing a little catch up here in terms of Bible in a year-ish kind of things. And now we're on to the New Testament. We're picking up in Acts chapter 21 at verse 37, and you might recall that uh, Paul has made it now back to Jerusalem. The whole city's kind of got their undies in a bunch, and there is this riot in the temple area, and here we go. As he was about to be brought into the barracks, Paul said to the commander, am I allowed to say something to you? And he replied, you know how to speak Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt some time ago and led 4,000 men of the assassins into the wilderness? Paul said, I'm a Jewish man from Tarsus of Cilicia, a citizen of an important city. Now I ask you, let me speak to the people. After he had given permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned with his hand to the people. When there was a great hush, he addressed them in Aramaic. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense before you. When they heard that he was addressing them in Aramaic, they became even quieter. He continued, I'm a Jew, born of Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strictness of our ancestral law. I was zealous for God just as all of you are today. I persecuted this way to the death, arresting and putting both men and women in jail as both the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me. After I received letters from them to the brothers, I traveled to Damascus to arrest those who were there and to bring them to Jerusalem to be punished. As I was traveling and approaching Damascus about noon, an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? He said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, the one you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but they did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything that you have been assigned to do. Since I couldn't see because of the brightness of the light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and went into Damascus and someone named Ananias, a devout man according to the law, who had a good reputation with all the Jews living there, came and stood by me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. In that very hour, I looked up and saw him and he said, The God of our ancestors has appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one and to hear the words from his mouth, since you will be a witness for him to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you delaying? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. 
After returning to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him telling me, hurry and get out of Jerusalem quickly because they will not accept your testimony about me. But I said, Lord, they know that in synagogue after synagogue, I had those who believed in you imprisoned and beaten. And when the blood of your witness Stephen was being shed, I stood there giving approval and guarding the clothes of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, because I will send you far away to the Gentiles. <laughs> and that gets us up through chapter 22, verse 21. And we're going to come back to that tomorrow because I'm going to speak a little bit about kind of what happens next, quite literally. Here's my... Here's my uh, teaser for you. They listened to him up to that point, and now they want to kill him. That's what's coming. And I think this speaks to Christian nationalism. All right, that said, um, we're going to turn back to our Old Testament segment. We've got a good long chunk to get through today. And um, so I will try to keep commentary to a minimum, which is pretty hard for me. But chapters 27 through 29, and then a shorty little chapter 24, to kind of round out the part of of Jeremiah where the um, where Jeremiah is facing persecution from various sources who don't like him coming and <laughs> telling God's message and getting in their business. Jeremiah chapter 27. At the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord said to me. Make chains and yoke bars for yourself and put them on your neck. Send word to the king of Edom, king of Moab, and the king of the Ammonites, the king of Tyre, and the king of Sidon through messengers who are coming to King Zedekiah of Judah in Jerusalem. Command them to go to their masters, saying, This is what the Lord of armies says, the God of Israel. Tell this to your masters. By my great strength and outstretched arm, I made the earth and the people and animals on the face of the earth. I give it to anyone I please. So now I have placed all these lands under the authority of my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. I have even given him the wild animals to serve him. All nations will serve him, his son and his grandson, until the time for his own land comes, and then many nations and great kings will enslave him. As for the nation or kingdom that does not serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and does not place its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation I will punish by sword, famine, and plague. This is the Lord's declaration. Until through him I have destroyed it. So you should not listen to your prophets, diviners, dreamers, fortune tellers, or sorcerers who say to you, don't serve the king of Babylon. They are prophesying a lie to you so that you will be removed from your land. I will banish you and you will perish. But as for the nation that will put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will leave it in its own land, and that nation will cultivate it and reside in it. This is the Lord's declaration. Next section, warning to Zedekiah. I spoke to King Zedekiah of Judah in the same way. Put your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon. Serve him and his people and live. Why should you and your people die by sword, famine, and plague as the Lord has threatened against any nation that does not serve the king of Babylon? Do not listen to the words of the prophets who are telling you, don't serve the king of Babylon, because they are prophesying a lie to you. I have not sent them. This is the Lord's declaration, and they are prophesying falsely in my name. 
Therefore, I will banish you and you will perish, you and the prophets who are prophesying to you. Then I spoke to the prophets and all the people, saying, This is what the Lord says. Do not listen to the words of your prophets. They are prophesying to you, claiming, Look, very now, very soon now the articles of the Lord's temple will be brought back from Babylon. They are prophesying a lie to you. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should this city become a ruin? If they are indeed prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them intercede with the Lord of armies, not to let the articles that remain in the Lord's temple, in the palace of the king of Judah, and in Jerusalem, go to Babylon. For this is what the Lord of armies says about the pillars, the basin, the water carts, and the rest of the articles that still remain in this city. Those King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon did not take when he deported Jeconiah, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, along with all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says about the articles that remain in the temple of the Lord, in the palace of the king of Judah and in Jerusalem. They will be taken to Babylon and will remain there until I attend to them again. This is the Lord's declaration. Then I will bring them up and restore them to this place. Hananiah's False Prophecy In that same year, at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah, in the fifth month of the fourth year, the prophet Hananiah, son of Azar from Gibeon, said to me in the temple of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and all the people, This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years I will restore to this place all the articles of the Lord's temple that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took from here and transported to Babylon, and I will restore to this place Jeconiah, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon. This is the Lord's declaration, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. The prophet Jeremiah replied to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the temple of the Lord, The prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do that. May the Lord make the words you have prophesied come true, and may he restore the articles of the Lord's temple and all the exiles from Babylon to this place. Only listen to this message. I am speaking to you in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, disaster, and plague against many lands and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace... Only when the word of the prophet comes true will the prophet be recognized as the one the Lord has truly sent. Pause. I'm just going to, that's a really important line. I'm going to read it again. How do we know which prophecies are true? Only when the word of the prophet comes true will the prophet be recognized as one one the Lord truly sent. Now that said, my friends, what does that mean? That means we should do like the Bereans back in chapter, it was about 17 of Acts. When we hear somebody prophesy something or say something, we should go to the scriptures and go, how does this accord with scripture? You with me? The prophet Hananiah then took the yoke bar from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah and broke it. In the presence of all the people, Hananiah proclaimed, This is what the Lord says. In this way, within two years, I will break the yoke of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon from the neck of all the nations. The prophet Jeremiah then went on his way. After the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke bar from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Go and say to Hananiah, This is what the Lord says. 
you broke the wooden yoke bar, but in its place you will make an iron yoke bar. For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says, I have put an iron yoke on the neck of all the nations that they might serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and they will serve him. I have even put the wild animals under him. The prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord did not send you, and you have led these people to trust in a lie. Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I am about to send you off the face of the earth. You will die this year because you have preached rebellion against the Lord. And the prophet Hananiah died that year in the seventh month. Jeremiah's letter to the exiles. Now here's an important piece, my friends. You're going to hear another really important line that has, uh, well, I'm just going to say it. You're going to hear a line that you, I know, guarantee you, you have heard out of context. You ready? You'll know it when I, you'll know it when I, you hear it because you've heard this line. Here we go. This is the text of the letter that Je- the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining exiled elders, the priests, the prophets, and all the people Nebuchadnezzar had deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Je- Jeconiah, the queen's mother, the court officials, the officials of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the metalsmiths had left Jerusalem. He sent the letter with Elisa, son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. The letter stated, This is what the Lord of armies, the God, here it is, my friends, listen. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Find wives for yourselves and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. Pursue, here it is, pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you will thrive. For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. Don't let your prophets who are among you and your diviners deceive you. Don't listen to your to the dreams you elicit from them, for they are prophesying falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them. This is the Lord's declaration. For this is what the Lord says when 70 years for Babylon are complete. Okay, my friends, it's really coming now. For this is what the Lord says, when 70 years for Babylon are complete, I will attend to you and confirm my promise concerning you to restore to restore you to this place. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I'm going to read that again, my friends. Who's who's talking to who here? For this is what the Lord says, right? When the 70 years are complete, you're off in Babylon. This is what I already said was going to happen. For I know the plans I have for you, plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you. This is the Lord's declaration. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you. This is the Lord's declaration. I will restore you to the place from which I deported you. 
You have said, the Lord has raised up prophets for us in Babylon. But this is what the Lord says concerning the king sitting on David's throne and concerning all the people living in this city, that is, concerning your brothers who did not go with you into exile. This is what the Lord of armies says, I'm about to send word, sword, famine, and plague against them, and I will make them like rotten figs that are inedible because they are so bad. I will pursue them with sword, famine, and plague, and I will make them a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth, a curse and a desolation, an object of scorn and a disgrace among all the nations where I have banished them. I will do this because they have not listened to my words. This is the Lord's declaration. The words that I sent to them with my servants, the prophets, time and time again. And you too have not listened. This is the Lord's declaration. Hear the word of the Lord, all you exiles I have sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says about Ahab, son of Kaliah, and concerning Zedekiah, son of Messiah, the ones prophesying to you a lie in my name. I am about to hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and he will kill them before your very eyes. Based on what happens to them, all the exiles of Judah who are in Babylon will create a curse that says, Oh, may the Lord make you like Zedekiah and Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire. Because they have committed an outrage in Israel by committing adultery with their neighbor's wives and have not spoken in my name and have spoken in my name a lie, which I did not command them. I am he who knows, and I am a witness. This is the Lord's declaration. To Shemaiah the Nehalamite, you are to say, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel says, you in your own name have sent out letters to all the people in Jerusalem, of Jerusalem, to the priest Zephaniah, son of Messiah, and to all the priests saying, the Lord has appointed you priest in place of the priest Jehoiada to be chief officer of the temple of the Lord, responsible for every madman who acts like a prophet. You must confine him in the stocks and an iron collar. So now why have you not rebuked Jeremiah of Anathoth, who has been acting like a prophet among you? For he has sent word to us in Babylon, claiming the exile will be long. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat their produce. The priest Zephaniah read this letter in the hearing of the prophet Jeremiah. A message about Shemaiah. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, send a message to all the exiles saying, this is what the Lord says concerning Shemaiah the Nehalamite, because Shemaiah prophesied to you, though I did not send him and made you trust a lie, this is what the Lord says, I am about to punish Shemaiah the Nehalamite and his descendants, and they will, there will not even be one of his descendants living among this, these people, nor will any ever see the good that I, am, I will bring to you, to my people, This is the Lord's declaration, for he has preached rebellion against the Lord. And finally, we're going to turn back, my friends, to uh, chapter 24, and uh, that'll wrap up this section. Uh, So a little chapter 24, and then I'm going to give you one sentence and be done. After King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had deported Jeconiah, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, the officials of Judah and the craftsmen and metalsmiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon, the Lord showed me two baskets of figs placed in the front of the temple of the Lord. One basket contained very good figs, like early figs, but the other basket contained very bad figs, so bad they were inedible. The Lord said to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? I said, Figs. The good figs are very good, but the bad figs are extremely bad, so bad they are inedible. And the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, 
like these good figs. So I regard as good the exiles from Judah I sent away from this place to the land of the Chaldeans. I will keep my eyes on them for their good, and I will return them to this land. I will build them up and not demolish them. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, because they will return to me with all their heart. But as for the bad figs, so bad they are inedible, this is what the Lord says, In this way I will deal with King Zedekiah of Judah, his officials and the remnant of Jerusalem, those remaining in the land or living in the land of Egypt. I will make them an object of horror and a disgrace to all the kingdoms of the earth, an example for disgrace, scorn, ridicule, and cursing. Wherever I have banished them, I will send the sword, famine, and plague against them until they have perished from the land that I gave to them and their ancestors. And that is chapter 10. My friends, that whole line, For I know the plans I have for you, uh, for good and not for bad. That was the message from God through Jeremiah to people living in exile as part of the consequence of their sin. The promise is that he would show mercy and restore them. Does that sound a bit like the gospel? Yes. So what is the returning to the land imagery or typology? It's going to heaven, right? That's the return to Eden, so to speak, except that the new heavens and new earth will be transformed to not just a new Eden. But here's my one question for you. Whose terms does all this happen on? Who gets to set the terms of the deal? And how many times do you hear somebody talk about your personal growth or salvation in a way that puts you in charge of the terms of the deal instead of God? There you go. I love you. Amen? Amen.